APU. American Public University is proud to present Online Teaching Lounge. This is episode number 125, Plan the Routine. This podcast is for educators, academics, and parents who know that online teaching can be challenging, but it can also be rewarding, engaging, and fun. Welcome to the Online Teaching Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Bethany Hansen, and I'll be your guide for online teaching tips, topics, and strategies. Walk with me into the Online Teaching Lounge. Thank you for joining me here today on the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. I'm very excited to share with you some ideas to help you plan your online teaching routine. If you've taught online before, you already know this can expand to fill every inch of available time. It can become something that takes more and more time all the time because there is so much more we can do when we're working online. The other reason this can expand to fill all of our space is that when we teach online, many times we succumb to interruptions and diversions and other courses of action. So we might be in the middle of writing discussion responses to our students when a child comes in and wants our attention. So we'll get up and go attend to that. And then a lot of time has passed and when we get back in the room to do more of our online teaching, we've lost our train of thought. We have to back up and get started all over again. Examples like this and many others are very much reality for all of us who teach online. And even though my children are fully grown and they're not going to walk into the room and ask for my attention while I'm teaching, I do know exactly what it's like because I've been there. And in my experience, planning ahead and sticking to that plan can help everyone function better while you're an online educator and expect when you'll be free and spend time with you later. So today I'm going to share three tips with you for some good planning of your routine when you're teaching and working online. And those are to survey ahead of time, write it down, and reflect and adapt no matter what. So we start out with surveying. And surveying is simply looking ahead to see what our tasks are going to be and how long they're going to take. I know we don't always know exactly how much time it's going to take, but we can give it our best guesstimate. For example, if we're going to grade papers and we have some kind of estimate about how long it takes to grade an essay, then we can look at how many papers we could logically expect to grade that week and divide it up over how much time. And pretty soon we know exactly how much time we need to spend. Perhaps we're going to plan ahead to do it all in one day or we're gonna break it up to do over several days. But it involves surveying and looking ahead in a way that I've heard of called pragmatic prospection. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful, but pragmatic prospection is about being practical and looking ahead. So the pragmatic part is, what's it really gonna look like? Am I really gonna read a lot of messages from students? Am I going to answer a lot of questions? Will I need to make some kind of asset, like a video or a handout to post in my class? Will I have a lot of things to grade? How much do I expect to engage in that discussion? And as I'm looking pragmatically about the realities of my particular online course, I'm also looking ahead. That's the prospection part. I'm thinking, what do I want that to look like? What does the quality of my comment need to be? 
what do I really want to invest for it to be good quality, but not take up more and more and more time? So as you're looking ahead, you can start to envision what the workload is going to look like, what you're going to need to do, and what the rest of your life will be like when you're teaching that online course. As part of doing this habit of surveying or looking ahead to the different types of tasks and the time it's going to take, don't forget to include all of the things that you do outside of work. So we're going to look at the online teaching first and write it down and think about it. And then we're going to look at the rest of our life. If there's some kind of family obligation happening, I want to be able to plan for that. And so I want to set aside the time for those things as well. And maybe I need to prepare for that by going shopping or calling some of my relatives, getting some of that done. So I'm surveying all that I need to do and I'm thinking ahead. I might also be surveying what it's going to look like when I'm doing some grocery shopping, if that falls on me this week, and if I'm doing any household chores, and how much rest I want, and all of those sort of things. So the survey is kind of like an overview where I'm just thinking through my day and my week, and I'm thinking about what it needs to look like, what it's got to include, and where I want to be at the end of the week. Step two is to write it all down. Now, after I've taken the initial survey, I'm going to start writing down the actual plan. When we're taking the time to write things down that we're working on, like a calendaring habit or a schedule for online teaching, the goal is to realistically write down exactly what is expected to happen. And yes, that might be painstakingly writing every 15 to 20 minutes of activity and then tracking it while you're doing it. So not only will you write down what you expect to do, you want to make little notes about when you had to modify, spend more time than expected, or spend less. Writing it down is going to help you realize how much time you actually spend in your online teaching, and it will also help you know if you are over-anticipating how much time it will spend or under-budgeting the time. Writing it down could be every single day for a week and then reassess, or it could be every day for an ongoing duration. You have to decide what will work best for you in terms of tracking this. But the goal is that once you write it down ahead of time, that you stick with that schedule no matter what. I don't know about you, but many times in my experience, I will sit down and think about grading some essays. And sometimes my mind will just be not very focused for grading essays. And I'll think, you know, I'm going to do something else and I'll come back to this in a little while when I'm a little bit more focused for that. And in doing this plan, the way I'm suggesting today, surveying ahead of time, writing it down, scheduling your time in advance, and then reflecting afterwards, we have to stick to that plan to know if it's going to work. So if I'm going to approach it from a mindset of not really being focused and wanting to delay the work that I've planned for myself, I'm going to have to do something to get myself in a mental frame of mind to do the work, not just when I'm in the mood to do the work. So if that's your experience, I want to suggest thinking about a time when you were focused on doing that work and figuring out what it's going to take to get your brain back in gear in the moment that you need to do it now. So whatever it takes to help you reframe your mental energy and your focus and concentration, you can kind of play with that and try a lot of different approaches to help yourself get back in the game and do the thing that you wrote down that you would do. 
And then step three. This is reflect and adapt. Looking back on the week, we're going to look over what worked and what didn't work. Were there some things that took a lot of mental energy that were hard to do late in the day? Do they need to be scheduled earlier in the day? Did something take a lot longer and need to be scheduled for a longer duration with breaks in the middle? As you're reflecting on what works and what didn't work in planning your routine, you're going to get better and better at planning your online teaching routine. Reflection isn't just about what didn't work, it's also about what did work. If you notice that certain tasks go really well together, make a note of that and notice it so that you can plan it ahead and do it again next time. Adapting means that you're going to take the plans you made this week and you're going to change them a little bit based on what your reflection has turned up. If when you're reflecting, you happen to notice that something was really hard to do at a certain time of day, Adapting would mean you're going to do it differently next time. And maybe instead of a specific task, maybe you want to give yourself a choice between two certain tasks at one time of day and the same two tasks later in the day. Whichever one seems most challenging, do first when your mental energy is at its best. And then you can come to the easier one later when that same window of time comes around. As you're reflecting, Celebrate some of the growth and achievement that you've attained. If grading essays or posting in discussions is particularly troublesome for you, if it takes a lot of time and energy, but you were able to get it a little faster or streamline it a little bit, maybe you could celebrate that success and notice what's going really well. And then the other thing to celebrate is if you really did make yourself stick to the plan you made. When you write your schedule and you stick to it no matter what, even if you're not in the mood, you can celebrate that afterward because you pushed through that mental challenge or that energy level challenge. Another tip about all three of these things, surveying, writing it down, reflecting and adapting, these steps can be used with family members if you have family members living in the home with you. You could share your planned schedule and ask for their input. Is there anything that they suggest adding to your work schedule that maybe you didn't notice that you spend time on? Or is there something in your family and personal life that they'd like to make sure goes on your calendar at a certain day and time? All of those suggestions and ideas can be really useful to you in getting a very realistic sense of what your routine should be like when you're working and teaching online. And of course, when you're reflecting on the week and deciding what did work for you, you can also run that by family members or those people that live with you and ask them for input in that case as well. Maybe they will have noticed that certain things worked really well and certain things need to change. Anytime you write up a schedule and you're really trying to stick to it, it also helps to post that schedule so other people know exactly what to expect and when you're going to be available. If they want to spend time with you in the middle of the day and they're used to interrupting you, but now you're going to take a break at a certain set time, they're more likely to leave you alone until that time when they know when it's coming up and what exactly they can expect. So share that information with your family members or people who live with you. And I say people who live with you because not everyone is living with a spouse and children. Some of you may have roommates or you may live with other extended family members. Whoever is important to you in your life, include them in your planning and the survey of all that is involved in your online teaching time 
and all the things that are important in your life outside of that and get their help when you're reflecting. The more eyes you get on your plan, the more refined it's going to be and the better it'll be. Wrapping it up today, I want to just share my own experience planning the routine and sticking to it. Whenever I do this and I share it with my family members, it's so much easier for me to have a rewarding life in my workday and outside of it. My family members are ready to spend time with me and really excited to see me at the end of the day. And also, they know what they can expect when I'm working and they know what my schedule is. It's super helpful to me to plan it ahead of time and also to communicate out. And on the flip side, when I fail to do that and I'm trying to get it going, I might start and stop two or three different tasks without completing any of them if I'm not aware of what I need to do and what my timeline is. And pretty soon my work is going to fill up all of the available time, including the family time after work. So I know firsthand from experience how important it is to plan and keep track of the time spent. It can also help me feel really great about all that I accomplished during the workday and realize that I really did get a lot done and I've contributed to my students and all of the other people that I'm working with. I hope you'll try this out, doing the survey, writing it down, then reflecting and adapting and see what works for you. Let's get some input. There's a form on bethanyhanson.com forward slash request where you can share your experience and let us know what works in terms of scheduling your online teaching and what doesn't. Stop by and give us a note. If this podcast has been valuable to you and you enjoy what you hear, share it with your colleagues. We would love to extend our audience and also help other people teach well online. There's so much we can do to improve our practice and make this a better experience for everyone. Thanks again for being here and best wishes in your online teaching this coming week. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. To share comments and requests for future episodes, please visit bethanyhansen.com forward slash request. Best wishes this coming week in your online teaching journey. For more information about our university, visit us at study at APU.com. APU. American Public University.